You're listening to The Nancy Gaines Show. The goal of this podcast is to help business owners be successful and gain the advantage. Nancy has helped some of today's top Fortune 500 companies across a wide spectrum of industries work through their toughest challenges. She can help you too. So if you can't find the solutions you need, there are no more books to read or workshops to attend. The Nancy Gaines Show can be the difference between your success and failure. And now your host, Nancy Gaines. Hi, this is Nancy Gaines, and welcome to the Nancy Gaines Show, where we provide actionable ideas for entrepreneurs to grow their business and be even more productive. I'm super excited to have a very special guest with me today. We are going to be talking about how to be more, do more, and have more in your life and your business. My special guest is Tim Pecoraro, and let me tell you about him. He's a leader, communicator, and an artist. He invests daily in businesses, entrepreneurs, and teams with his coaching, speaking, and training. He uses the POTAD method, that's P-O-T-A-D, and that stands for Partnership of Thinking and Doing, to guide his clients to the results they want. He believes everything worth having is uphill, and you can't go uphill with downhill habits. You can hear Tim on his weekly podcast, Uphill Conversations, and receive fuel, inspiration, and a new mindset for your journey. Welcome, Tim, and thanks for sharing part of your day with us. Is there anything else you want to add to that introduction? No, that was great, and um, I'm so honored to be on your show, and uh, I really love the work that you're doing. Well, I appreciate that. So full disclosure, listeners, Tim found me on on the Internet somehow and said, let's get together and do podcasts together. So I'm so excited, and you will not believe the caliber of guests that Tim has on Uphill Conversations. So let's kick off with that question. Tell us what inspired you to have that podcast, and how did you land such amazing people? You've got Jay Bear. I think you've got Chris Brogan. Some pretty cool names, huh? Yeah, they're, they're wonderful people. And um, to answer the first part of your question, um, you know, I used to travel a lot, doing a lot of speaking, and um, but a, a lot of times I ended up getting trapped into a room <laughs> and talking to a table full of people in more of a business, just meetings, 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 meetings. And um, sometimes I'd be able to be on the stage uh, in speaking, but then it required a lot of travel and going and going and going. And then I realized what I was doing is most of the things that I was communicating about, they were always around just stuff that other people needed, which was great. But I also knew that there was a lot of things that people needed that weren't being said. So I had to figure out a way, how could I just create a regular voice and and give and invest into people? And um, I am a John Maxwell team certified uh, coach and speaker and trainer under John Maxwell. He's been my mentor since 1992. And after I finished an event with him last year, Uh, It just hit me, and um, John was just talking about just getting out there, really stepping into these things that are going to bring leadership, better mindset, um, you know, uh, improved coaching to people's lives for their personal development and growth that they can take into businesses, families, their community, and whatever they do. And it just needs to be regular. So whether you're going to write books all the time, blog, do whatever, find the place, put your voice to work. And so that really hit me hard. I felt very convicted. And I left and got back and said, hey, you know what? I'm going to get something going. And one of the things that he spoke into my life at one point was the value that, you know, if you want something and it's valuable, it's uphill. You've got to work for it. And that's when I said, hey, you know what? Uphill conversations. And I got a visual of like the Tour de France guy's, 
pumping those bikes up the hill, and I'm not a cyclist. Don't try to get me on a bike. Uh, I'll ride one, but I'm not climbing that hill. But they give a yellow jacket to that person, and there's a reason. They have to plan. They have to prepare. They have to uh, make sure they know how to shift their gears, how to hit the hill. they got to deal with just there's times they have great spurts of energy and times they feel like they may be losing. Sometimes they're, they got to follow the leader a little bit and draft off of them. Then there's other times they got to pull the pack. And so that's where it came from, uh, uphill conversations and that's why I got this podcast going. And then when I did that, I started leveraging some of the relationships that I had to make some connections with folks that I'd always spoken with offline and said, hey, would you help me uh, get a little lever here and get a lift off the ground and be a guest on my show? And, and I feel um, the relationships were warm enough to help me get started, as is with this one with you, Nancy, that we've just started. And you're the one that helped me get Jay Bear. So that's <laughs> it in a nutshell. <laughs> Yeah, Jay Bear was super fun. One of the questions I asked him is, because he speaks to some pretty large audiences, I say, do you have a signature speech or do you kind of customize it for every group? And his answer was really cool. He said, when people go to a concert, they want to see, they want to hear the old songs. They want to know, see the ones and hear the ones that they know versus new material. So when he speaks, he's got a signature speech because he knows it's polished and he can deliver it and he tweaks it a bit per audience. When you spoke, did you have a signature speech? Um, yes, I did have a very signature thing, and it was around, it's around the story of Jack and the Beanstalk. And actually, it's going to be in the book that I'm eventually going to finish, which that's another mandate on my list for myself. But um, yes, it's around Jack and the Beanstalk and how we're, like, we're a lot like Jack. And, and we're, what, we're a lot like him, and we're a lot not like him. We're more like the mom who said, sell this cow for a measured amount of something. But inside of us, we're a lot like Jack, where we wonder, what if we got those beans, and what if this was really true? And so I used that a good bit, and then I would adjust it based on, you know, who I was speaking to and what, you know, for whatever reason they brought me there. But I always found a way to bring Jack into it. Sometimes Jack never showed up. I'd have to just talk about something totally different. Yeah, I really think that's great advice because he said otherwise it looks like you're just, you know, delivering the speech for the first time, and I'm like, that totally makes sense. So that's smart that you have a got, you've got a common theme that you could just kind of tweak. And I, everyone knows that story, right, pretty much? It's universal? I hope. If they don't, I give it to them really quick. They, they know it. When they walk out, they feel like they've read the book. <laughs> Very cool. So you'll have to let us know when your book is out so we can get more people reading that for sure. So I know you've got a motto, be more, do more, have more. What exactly does that mean? Well, for me growing up as a kid, I grew up in the inner city, and we didn't have much when we were little and uh, never knew how how or where things were going to come from. Uh, But one of the things I did have, because I had immigrant family, my family is immigrants on both sides, and they were hard workers. And the one thing that they were were hardworking, entrepreneurial-type people. They were always doing something. They always had a vision in mind for something better. And I was always told as a kid that you are more. You can be more. And you can have more. Um, You can do more. So with that, I started to understand that my reasons for being, my reasons for doing, and my reasons for having don't have to be the same as someone else's. And so my motto of saying that to people is I just want to speak to them and create loose ends for them to go tie up. I just want to be an instigator. I want to be slightly disruptive to them enough where they say, am, am, I, more, am I this person? Is this really who I am? Is this what I want? Is this what I want to do, where I want to go? Am I becoming that person? And so I want to help 
get people to take more time to look at being more than they've already become, doing more than they already have done, and having more than they currently do. Because a person's current condition does not match their emerging future, and never will it. So if you want more, that's where you have to go uphill, you're going to have to make some changes and adjustments and really take a hard look on the inside so what's on the inside can come out. That totally makes sense. So do you think people might be scared by the word uphill? Oh, yeah. Uphill, yeah, because immediately you bring to mind like, oh, my gosh. I mean, I rode a bike in, in Connecticut. It was rough because you ride a bike and you'd have techniques. You, you, you know, there were no gears. You're just pedaling, pedaling, pedaling. And I like to tell people we borrowed bikes in our neighborhood that we weren't supposed to. <laughs> So it's basically we stole the bike for a week and we would return it. <laughs> it was one of the so we were good bike thieves back then. But you'd hit a hill and you'd strain and if you had a buddy you could ride a little bit better. But yeah, a hill is always something that feels like an obstacle, but it's a necessary one. Um and I also feel like you you can't build anything if everything is downhill or flat. What are you actually growing? So physically we know that's true. What grows in your mind if you're not challenging yourself to think in new ways, to look, look for better ways to um, improve, having an attitude of continuous improvement, and putting yourself into a situation um, where you, you take the hill. So taking the hill from one idea to the other, meaning I've already been here. I'm going to take the hill to hit this new thing that I want to do. And I'm going to work and work and work, and I'm going to get this figured out. And all along, you're building a better person as you're doing it. So are you in Connecticut now? No, I'm in – actually, I am in Greenville, South Carolina, and I have been here since 1991, 90 or 91. And uh, – didn't think I would stay here long because when I got here, it was scary. It was so – there was no diversity hardly. Uh, the railroad tracks divided everything. And, uh, but over time, things changed because I'm such an international, multicultural person. I, I hated it. And over time, I felt like in my heart that I should stick around, and so I did. And, and then I got married, uh, have kids, put my businesses here. And then things started changing. It is so diverse now. It's, so, it's working on its diversity and inclusion. It's huge. And I'm just so glad I'm still here. So I'm in Greenville, South Carolina, and loving every minute of it. Very cool. Do you guys have B-Cycle down there? Do you know what that is? Uh, I'm not aware. So I think you might have uh, kicked off this B-Cycle thing when you guys borrowed those bicycles. Basically, it's um, a new way to get around. <laughs> <laughs> you can claim that you were the inventor. It's a way to get around the, the city. Oh, oh yeah, ahead. I'm. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. Um, I do know they have a lot of unique things. Like Proterra is here. They do the, it's the uh, battery powered um, buses and transportation. I do know that they had some Segway units that were here, but I think they have something like that where you can rent those bikes. But I'm not sure if that's the name of it. But they, there are people that come and they get a bike and they can ride all over the place. Yeah, exactly. We have it. It's called B Cycle up here in in Denver, but. I think you and your buddies, as you, uh, quote, borrowed those bikes as a kid, kind of set up this whole, whole thinking of getting from one place to the other. So I love your bike story because when I was a kid, I used to – do you know what the banana seat bikes are? Oh, yeah. We, used to have, we would put a big flag on that thing and all kinds of stuff. <laughs> yeah. I had a big basket with a, a horn, and I remember hanging out with my <laughs> younger brother he was able to go down from – we lived on a cul-de-sac – from one driveway and coast up – our driveway and get to the top and into the garage without stopping. And I remember 
I can never make it. And I was like, I got to figure out how to get up our hill. So I can totally relate to the, your bicycle story. I can't, I just remember the day I was finally able to get enough steam, enough pedaling to glide from the next door neighbor's downhill drive and coast up our, our drive without pedaling. And so I totally get, I love your, uh, the bicycle thing. I digress. But see, isn't that, in, isn't that, in, yeah, but isn't that, no, that's okay. But isn't that interesting that you had to figure out a way to be able to accomplish that goal. And it took a little coasting and a little pedaling. And eventually it all starts to come together and click. And I think that's what people are afraid of. Some people shut down before they actually ever get that experience. It happens yeah. when they launch a business. It happens when they're trying to make a shift or a change in their life, when they're trying to figure out, as you are so expert at, which remember I nicknamed you the productivity master, That's when true. people are they're losing time. They're losing time, and they don't know how to gain that time. Well, you've got to hit the hill. You've got to figure out when guys are trying to shave seconds off their time, these Olympians and athletes, they're trying to shave seconds and milliseconds. And what they invest to do that, that's what we need to be doing. And that's what you did. You shaved some, you shaved some effort a little bit, but you put in the effort at one point that actually was able to create a momentum for you to actually reach your goal. If people could take that type of illustration, and that, meta, you know, that analogy, and put it to work in their life, I think they could see some great improvements in certain areas. Oh, absolutely. I was not about to give up. You know how when you're kids, you kind of tease your brothers and sisters? You're like, you can't make it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it just yeah, you can't me. make the hell. <laughs> yeah. You're a wuss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So tell us a little bit more about your companies. I know you've got um, – You've got your own website. You've got a lot going on. How do you serve and support people so that they can get up the hills? Well, right now, um, so I have, I have three companies, and, um, and they all came out of each other. So what was nice about it, it wasn't something that was so distant and, and separated. They also can, they're like siblings. They work together hand in hand. So I have one that, is, that does all the design, creative work. Um, so when it comes to like social media, they do all the posting, all the video creation. So that's one company. And then the other company I extracted, everyone called me the idea guy. So what was happening when I launched that company in 19... Oh boy, when I launched it, 1998, then everybody just drew to me and wanted to talk to me, but didn't want to talk to anybody else that worked with me. And so I got the name, the idea guy. And so, hey, let me talk to the idea guy. Let me talk to the idea guy. And I realized this isn't healthy. I don't want everybody attaching onto me because I've got people smarter and better than me working with me. So I, over time, began to feed my, these owners of companies and, and managers of companies that were wanting to talk to me, I started inviting the key people in, got them to get used to them. And uh, once that happened, I was able to hand them off. So then I said, well, you know what? Let me extract this idea guy out. And I started a company called the Idea Group. And so the Idea Group, me and my partner, um, we take that and basically we have a four-part framework system that we created that helps people organize, refine, design, then distribute everything they do. So it's more from a strategical, strategic standpoint and then understanding what tactics you need. And then ultimately, we will buy the services from our sister company to save our client a lot of money. So over time doing that, that's been going great. But then people were buying my marketing and strategy ideas and all this other stuff. But then I ran into something, Nancy, which I think you know is so true. You give people a great plan, but the people working the plan that are in the company or in that business, 
there's something missing. They're not gelling. They don't work well together. There's so many other problems. So the best plan given with the best intentions doesn't guarantee success. And it's not an outcome that I was happy about. I would get too many phone calls. Well, it seemed like this didn't work, this didn't work. And then I realized there was so much about the people, and I realized their marketing problems were people problems. So if you have marketing problems, there's a good chance you need to look at your people. And if you have people problems, you need to look at what's happening in your marketing. Because it can't just be around the product alone. It has to be, you have to understand who's making it, why they're making it, how they work together, and all of that. Every business has a soul, and that soul tells a story. And I try to make sure that companies have that understanding. So now I've stepped out of that and I developed my POTAD method, which is a partnership of thinking and doing. And in there I have the, uh, we work with the strategic stuff, obviously still we're doing you know, tactics and strategies and all of that, but coaching comes with it. And what we do is we coach the teams. We coach the team on what their culture looks like. We coach the teams on, you know, I don't want just managers, how do we make them leader managers? How do we get people to have a healthy conversation? Even like with Jay, Jay and I talked about on the interview I just did with him, Jay Bear, the hug your haters on the inside. How do you validate the criticism? How do you validate all the problems that are going on inside the business? And so that is really the thing that brings me the most life. I'm good at business development, but I like to develop people to go develop the business. So my attitude and my rule of thumb is this. Build bigger and better people so that you can take them and put them into the things that you want to build bigger and better. That's the thing to do. So it's the person that goes into the role or the responsibility. So what I'm doing with that is I meet with companies, I get their teams together, I coach the teams. Sometimes it's individual, sometimes it's a group coaching, and I get into those deeper things so they, they are experiencing growth. They know that they make something collectively, but individually they need to be improving and developing. And it also spills over into their life. And I get so many um, you know, conversations, emails, phone calls from a lot of the uh, members of a company or you know, the staff, the teams, and they'll say, man, you know, I took some of those principles and I brought them home and there's been a big difference in my life and in my house. So you know, I'm looking now more from I want to see you grow your business. I want to see you make millions of dollars and do whatever you can to make a difference with your product. But I want to make sure that the people that you have that, that everybody is experiencing the significance that goes along with that success. It's a great viewpoint. I've never heard of marketing and people linked like that, so what a creative way to position that. Hey, let me ask you my standard question. So since I'm all about productivity and helping people gain back time in their day, if you had one more hour in your day, Tim, what would you do with it? I, okay, that's a good question because there are several things that because you and I uh, talked about <laughs> on, on the podcast that you do with me. There are several things I'm actually working on. If I had one more hour in my day um, or I could gain that back, what would I do? It would be to tear up my pages, like write, like, just like the Hamilton, you know, how do you, you know, why do you write, write like you're running out of time? You know that song? I don't know if that's it, something like that. But, yeah, it's just writing like that. I want to write, 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 and that's one of them. The other one that I want to do is really be able to spend a lot more time with, my two sons, who one will be in college in, in maybe a year and a half, two years, and the other one year and a, a year, and then the other one's right behind in two years. And so to be able to spend a little bit more of that man time with them, um, you know, as because this is it. They're gone. So that's, those are the two main things on my list right now. 
Oh, those are good answers. I like that. I love to hear the reaction after I ask that question because people are kind of quiet for a second, reflecting like, what would I do with more time? So very great answer. Hey, how can people reach you if they want to work more closely on their marketing people and all the other amazing things that you do? Well, the main um, I'm a big LinkedIn person. A lot of uh, my connections come through LinkedIn, so it's real simple. LinkedIn, look up my name, Tim Pecoraro. You'll see me there. Um, they can go to if they want to know more about the show and hear regular. It's mostly me asking questions like a coach and getting answers. Um, that's uphillconversations.co. And then my new website uh, will be um, Tim. It is timpecoraro.co, not .com. Those are the best ways to get me, of course, Twitter. Um, you can find me there and on um, Facebook. Awesome. And do you want to go ahead and spell your last name just so people have it correctly? Absolutely. Let me give you this. My mail is ridiculous. <laughs> so you can see the way my name is spelled in my mail. So thank you uh, for asking that. Um, it is P as in Paul, E as in Edward, C as in Charlie, O as in Orange, R as in Richard, A as in Apple, R as in Richard, O as in Orange again, timpecoraro.co. Awesome. So Tim, this has been amazing. Is there anything else that you want to add that we didn't cover? Um, well, basically, I would just say to your listeners, if they're gonna, when, they, when they finish listening to this after this, I would just say I encourage you all to be very intentional about everything that you do every day. Live your life on purpose. And um, another thing is always recognize the power of others, the power that others have when they're rightly related with you and in alignment with you. Don't try to do things on your own. Include others and also be a power in their life as well. What an inspirational way to wrap up this podcast. Tim, thanks so much for spending part of your day with us, for being on the show, for sharing some great content. Listeners, my new report on the top five systems that create massive productivity in your business is available on my website. Go to nancygaines.com to download now. And if you loved our show, please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes so other people can find us. And until next time, go out and gain the advantage. You've been listening to The Nancy Gaines Show where you can gain the advantage. To schedule a VIP strategy day or speed consulting session with Nancy, connect with her on her website, nancygaines.com. That's nancy, G-A-I-N-E-S, dot com. On Twitter, Nancy L. Gaines. And on LinkedIn, Nancy Gaines. Be sure to check back on Nancy's website for new episodes. Until next time, you've been listening to The Nancy Gaines Show. Go out and gain the advantage.